You're a wizard, Harry. Welcome to the Harry Potter Book Club for the Order of the Phoenix with Jaya Shrestha, Sarah Tompkins, and I'm Michael DeMauro. This week we discuss Chapter 15, The Hogwarts High Inquisitor. We discuss power, and the battle for the Quizage Cup continues. We are in week 15, and uh, I believe this is the current score. Uh, Alan, edit the right score in here. I believe it is Sarah with six, Michael with 6.5. I don't think I've had a point in about a month, and Bajaya with nine. Hey! Can I, I, wait, 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 what is the score again? I have 6.5. You are 0.5 behind me. Okay. You, I, you have six. I have six point five. Can I tell you that my one of my favorite moments on our entire podcast happened? I think. Oh, it was actually in our like Kickstarter. I think it was our Kickstarter announcement. Um, because if if for those of you who are on the chat room, um, Alan who edits our episodes, who's amazing. The last so after <laughs> after after all of all of the talk at the end, saying like thanking everyone for all of their wonderful contributions. The last, like, three to ten seconds are, like, outtakes, so you should always listen to those. And the Kickstarter one is because Michael mispronounced pumpkin pasties and he said pasties. It is Michael and and it, and it is him in the episode. I don't so think that happened. We should insert it in. So it's Michael saying, he's like, I love pumpkin pasties. And it's, I literally, <laughs> I literally... I've listened to that on repeat at least forty times. That's not an exaggeration. It's I don't think I don't think that happened. No, it's amazing. That up. It's amazing. Anyway, week fifteen though, huh? Man, let's go. Okay, I'm ready. Who goes first? Me and Bajaya. Oh shit! Oh, I was not ready for that. Okay. All right, Megan. What Muggle method of healing does Mister Weasley attempt to use on his wounds? Ding 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 Michael uh stitches correct not snitches like you guessed before get snitches get snitches Michael you can go fuck right off damn dang it's a good thing that you have a cute little puppy right by you right now oh he's a good boy oh all right Sarah. You and me. Okay, I don't have a cute dog. You and me, baby girl. Don't I look do. at your phone. Okay, don't touch your mom. Let's go. My my phone is on the floor. I'm not even looking at it. I'm ready. Okay. okay. What position at the Ministry of Magic was Percy promoted to? <laughs> the Sarah. Uh, okay. Was, I couldn't tell if that was... <laughs> that was... That was... I don't know, but I'm... Okay. Just, um, Assistant to the uh, um, assistant to the minister of magic. I was gonna say assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> That's literally what I was going for, but yeah. Um. Okay, Traitor. you are Traitor very close, so I'll give you half a point because it's technically junior assistant to the minister. Okay, you didn't even like, let me answer. Yeah, come on, but Jerry, you're ahead by like three. <laughs> assistant to the minister. Come on, me. You can't. You can't discriminate. 
three? <laughs> she was so close. She was I, so close. I, I, uh, okay. Whatever Megan says goes. That is the that is I'm what we've decided. I'm a dick. Where are you supposed to be, Megan? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna start calling you Megan just like my phone does. Okay. No. There it is. I hate that it does Thanks, that. Thanks, Megan. Stupid mom putting an A in there. <laughs> <sighs> Calling. Megan. No. Fine, whatever. All right, well, at least I got a point this week. See you guys next week. Bye. Love you all. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>Chapter 15, The Hogwarts High Inquisitor. So, bad news, everybody. Mm. Uh, Dolores Umbridge has been appointed High Inquisitor of Hogwarts. I think I can't not say a weird. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Daily Prophet shows up right on the front page, just as Percy prostognated. (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah, like... What? Just as just as Percy predicted, he was Michael. Michael, so you think his SAT words prognosticated? Prognox prog prognition. I've been moving. And this I is just the remix to prognition. I'm very tired. My brain stopped working. Um. So yeah, just as Percy predicted, uh, there's an article in the paper about Umbridge being the new High Inquisitor. Percy's even quoted. Wow. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Educational Decree 22 says, oh, sorry, uh, that's Educational Decree 23. And then the article goes on to describe Educational Decree 22, which says the ministry can appoint uh, somebody to be a teacher if uh, Hogwarts, I guess Dumbledore or whatever, um, can't find somebody. So that's how Dolores got there in the first place oh, that man. sounds yeah. about right accidental nepotism <laughs> Dumbledore yeah. really really didn't try hard this year no he really fucked it and then the article go- continues it goes on to further drag our friend Dumbledore uh, talking about how he appoints you know werewolves and half giants and nut jobs like Moody and basically says that he's an old baddie uh, fruitcake so yeah so they're all like oh god and then they go on, they talk about um, grades at lunch and how, you know, they're doing poorly or whatever. And then they talk about how Umbridge has already started inspecting people. Mm. Uh, the twins come over and apparently um, she was in their class with uh, Flitwick for charms. And they're like, yeah, but it went fine. Flitwick is really good and everybody loves him. And so that, that was uh, that story didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> Anyway, the, so this is the rest of the chapter is them going through classes and surprise umbrages and like every one of them inspecting the classes. So the first one is divination and uh, Trelawney is unhappy. Uh, she does not like that Dolores Umbridge is here. And I mean, it's a lot of pressure, you know, it is. And she likes to just be up. She likes to just get drunk, be in her classroom. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a good glass of sherry? A good bottle of sherry. And then predict predict some student death. Like that's like what she likes to do. So they're interpreting. Live your bliss. Live your bliss. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So they're all interpreting dreams, 
And Dolores on bridge is following around Trelawney, like taking notes and stuff. And then at one point she starts just grilling Trelawney and she's like, you know, oh, so you're the uh, great, great, great granddaughter of whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... And, but no one else in your family is a seer and and all this stuff. And then she's just like, okay, predict something. Oh, Just no. predict something for me. And Trelawney is just scandalized. Like, you know, you can't, you can't just, that's not how it works. You can't just tell me to predict something. No. And and Umbridge is like taking notes and like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so then uh, Trelawney goes to her backup plan and she's like, oh, I see great danger <laughs> in your future. What, like... What would have been, like, the better thing, though? Like, for her to say no and then get dot points for not being able to predict things or, like, lie and then be like, oh, you're obviously a fake. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, Umbridge comes back with, like, well, if that's really the best you can do. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. Uh, so that does not go well. And then, so their next, their next class is Defense Against the Dark Arts. And Umbridge, let me tell you, she is in the best mood. She's having a great day. Skipping along Hogwarts home. Yep. <laughs> like you do. She's ready for her, her great teaching technique. And she sits down and goes, okay, everybody read chapter two of the book. And that's their that's their entire that's her entire class plan is read chapter two. No talking. And no talking. Here's the thing. Hermione has her hand raised again. Mm. And Umbridge is like, okay, well, I'm not gonna fall for this. And she she has a plan. So she goes over and she like whispers to Hermione so everyone no one else will hear her. And she's like, What do you want? And of course Hermione is like, I've already read chapter two. <laughs> true Hermione fashion. And then she's like, well, then read chapter three. And she's like, I read the whole book. Thanks, Hermione. And she's like, oh, well, if you're the whole book, then in chapter 15, what does Slinkheart say about counter curses? And Hermione's like, he says the counter curses are really just names for our counter jinxes are really just names for blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and basically knows she's basically memorized the entire book. because She's Hermione. But <laughs> she would do thing, very well at the Quizich Cup. She would. <laughs> she, would. she would crush us. Here's the, here's the thing. She does not agree with Slinkheart. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, uh, you know, this dude doesn't like any spells. And let me tell you, they could be used defensively in a good way. And Umbridge takes, Umbri takes Umbridge with, with mm, that sentiment. Mm. sentiment. And uh, she even docks five points from Gryffindor. Oh, boy. Because Hermione is second guessing this author. Not cool. Yep. I mean, not cool of Umbridge. Hermione, you should second guess. Yeah. Fight the resistance. Call, yeah, call no, Join authority. the resistance. Fight the man. Yeah. Fight Michael. And, and, yeah, fight me. <laughs> and then uh, Umbridge goes on to say, like, well, that's to be expected since all your teachers have been bad up to this point, except for Quirrell. Uh, you said uh -huh. you said Quirrell wrong. Weird. You said Quirrell. 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 <laughs> okay. Inquisitor. Now, it's, now we're in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Inquisitor and her sidekick, Quirrell. <laughs> And so Harry is very upset by this. Fucking he Harry. Just, he, you know, up to this point, he's been quiet, but then he just bursts out and he's like, oh, yeah, Quirrell's great, except that he had Voldemort attached to the back of his head. That's a, that's, that's like a minor flaw. Just, you know, sometimes, Harry, just have things that you say to yourself in your head, but not out loud. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you think you're really smart, but you're not. But I mean, his his filter, his filter is a little, a little faulty. Especially in this <laughs> class. And he gets another week of detention. Fuck. An entire another week of Freud, detention. Freud would have a lot to say about this. 
about his desire to spend more time with Umbridge, I think. Oh, you think he likes her? I mean, I don't... Yeah, no, that's what I'm implying. This yeah. is exactly what I'm implying. I was going to say, <laughs> no, I don't want to exactly say. It. But he, he really wants to spend time with her. But... But now Harry can do what Sarah did during our Potter part LARP, which is just go around and say, look at my hand. <laughs> he also, yeah, if it's not that he's in love with her, it's definitely that he looked, he wants people to like look upon him as a martyr and he's 100% martyring himself, which is actually kind of in line with everything. So now that I say <laughs> that, I can see it. He's like, I'm doing this because no one else will. <laughs> Look at my hand. Look at my hand. They go off to lunch and Angelina seeks Harry out and she's like, you fucking idiot. I can't believe you got another week of detention. And she's just cussing him out. And uh, McGonagall's like, what's the big guy? What's the big deal? What's going on over here? And um, so Angelina tells McGonagall and McGonagall's not impressed. And then McGonagall docks points from Gryffindor. And Harry's like, I already got punished. Why are you doing this? And she's like, detentions don't work on you. So yeah, he's not learning. It's bad all over. So then we go on to uh, after lunch, we have Transfiguration and all of the students are just so excited because they want to see Umbridge get just completely owned by McGonagall, which to their glee is exactly what happens. Hmm. Umbridge is, is in the classroom and she you know, goes to interrupt her and McGonagall is just like, I generally... Per, don't permit people to talk when I am talking. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, but what if? And she's like, I don't see why you, how you're inspecting me if you won't let me actually teach. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I hope that's not how she sounds. <laughs> no, she's more exactly. Scottish than that. <laughs> Do a Scottish yes. accent, Michael. Uh, <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> uh, no. No, I will not. Um, I close. I can almost do a Sean Connery uh, <laughs> if I've had enough to drink. But yeah, no, not gonna do it. Uh, so yeah, so that's the whole class. McGonagall kind of gives uh, Harry a little smile at the end, like, "Hey, <laughs> see what I did there?" <laughs> Hashtag resist. Mm-hmm. Then they go on to careful magical creatures, and it's still Grubbly Plank teaching and Umbridge comes and and uh, is asking her where Hagrid is and she doesn't know and then she's like it's terrible here at Hogwarts right like you hate Dumbledore and and Grubbly Plank is like I love it here Dumbledore is great and I uh, couldn't be happier so Umbridge super love her yeah uh, Umbridge is n- not getting any help anywhere so then she goes around and starts asking class- the students like oh I heard there were injuries in this class and Malfoy is uh, you know talks about how he was slashed by a hippogriff and then our good friend Harry Potter shouts out how he only got slashed because <laughs> oh he's stu- too stupid to listen yeah <laughs> uh. And inside so Harry, voice, Harry. Inside voice. So Harry gets another de- night of detention, and uh, it's just like, kid, this kid just, he just won't, he just won't stop. He just won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. So he has a, an, a whole another night of of uh, detention where he's slicing his hand open, and he's like, ah, I'm not gonna let her, I'm not gonna let her get the best of me. By the time he goes home at midnight, he's just like streaming blood. <laughs> I sympathize, Harry. Out, out his hand. It's like he's doing karaoke. And <laughs> just like, hands that, there's and that feet, much blood. Hands and feet bleed a lot, guys. Just saying. Who, <laughs> 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 you know, if you miss GeeklyCon, you get you miss out on so much stuff. Um, anyway, 
Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Harry's good friends, Hermione and Ron, are waiting for him at the common room. And Hermione, the genius she is, has made pickled merlap, merklap juice, something or other Ugh. concoction, which actually feels amazing. His hand, like, stops hurting as soon as he puts it in. So, and then, you know, Ron's like, you should, you should report her mate. That's an accent. I really liked that a lot. <laughs> it was good, right? That was really good. But Harry's like, she'll just pass another decree and McGonagall will get in trouble and blah, 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 because McGonagall will freak out. So this is when Hermione has a brainwave. And she's like, she's like, we just need to teach ourselves defense against the dark arts because this is important. We need to know it. it's more important than homework, learning what? actual real defense against the dark arts. Nothing is worse. Nothing is more important than homework. This one thing is more important than homework. And uh, and then she's like, we need a real teacher. It should be Harry Potter. <sighs> and Harry like turns to Ron, expecting Ron to be, you know, roll his eyes. And, and uh, but in Ron, oh, Ron's like, you know what? That's a good idea. That's a good idea, Hermione. And Harry's like, but you're a better student than me, Hermione. And Hermione's like, not a defense against the dark arts. You even get a better test score than me. Third year. So it turns out Harry's actually very good, you guys. Mm. The talented uh, wizard. He doesn't need his head inflated more. Yeah, Sorry, I was Hermione. Gonna say, he's just like doing that, saying Hermione's a better student to because he knows he she's gonna be like, but you're better at this. Shut up, Harry. So then Harry starts like yelling, like you don't get it. You can't learn this. It's just you know I had a lot of lucky things and oh freaks. And you don't understand because you weren't there. And look at my hand. And essentially, he makes their point for them by talking about how he's the only one with experience in uh, with this stuff. Fucking Harry. Finally, he he agrees that he'll think about doing it, and then he goes off to sleep. And where he dreams about long corridors and locked doors. Oh, man. He wakes up with his scar prickling, and that's the end of the chapter. There have been so many, at least two, answers to Quizzit Cup questions in this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> uh, so, new things. Uh, we find out about Educational Decree 22 and 23, and I guess probably Educational Decrees in general. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the other 21 are, but... I'm sure they're great. They give us a whole rundown of uh, the grades. Man, if we'd only just done this chapter before Quizzit. <laughs> uh, you can get if an only. O for outstanding, an E for exceeds expectations, an A for acceptable, which is the last passing grade. Everything else is a failing grade. A P for poor, a D for dreadful, and a T for troll. Couldn't it just be terrible? That's so sad that they make a troll. That seems like... It's a really troll. Well, troll seems like... That seems... Like they're really putting a judgment on trolls. It does seem that way. Um, we and we also have inspections for the first time, I guess. Yeah, which will become a big deal throughout the book. And for questions, couldn't Dumbledore really? Couldn't he have just called in some favors and gotten one more Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher so they didn't have to get saddled with Umbridge? Seriously, yeah. but. I mean, even, I think with book two, he even says, like, the only reason he, or he doesn't say, I think other teachers say the only reason he got Lockhart was because he's the only one that would say yes to do it. So, right. but, he, but also, I don't know. I feel like, I, we, I was talking about this with people the other day. Like, would you buy a house that was supposedly haunted? Yes. Most people, a lot of people would say no, but most people would be like, it's a good deal on this house because no one wants to buy it because it's haunted. I feel like it's the same thing for that, like, 
you're going to get paid and you get room and board, like, for a good job, there have to be qualified people who want that job no matter what. Like, I, I mean, you know, or I don't even know. even unqualified. Like, get Stan Shunpike in here. Get somebody. That would still be better than Umbridge. Seriously. Stan Shunpike. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Stan Shunpike would 1,000% be like, no, that's haunted, mate. I don't know what that accent is. But <laughs> <laughs> that's Very good haunted. I'm not moving back. Do you know that if you buy a house and they don't like disclose, disclose that the house is haunted, you can break the contract? That's really? True. That's one of the first yeah. the, one of the first cases I learned in law school. Well, what what qualifies? I mean, this is a huge sidetrack, but I genuinely want to know what qualifies as haunted. Do you mean they have to disclose if someone died there or it's like haunted? I think if if it has like a reputation of being haunted because you might have a hard time selling it after oh. yeah okay cool cool yep. it's good yeah. to know anyway yeah, I've also heard this thing alright well that's my chapter thanks Michael you're welcome hey guys do y'all want to talk about another book five theme yes yeah that was very hesitant. Well, I, I mean, it, it could be, the theme could be Harry's ongoing struggle with puberty, which he <laughs> seems to be losing. And I don't know if I want to talk about that right now. I need you all to say yes, because I need you to say yes to whatever I say, because I'm drunk with power. We're talking about power, you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've talked about this before. The theme of power kind of runs through the whole book. There's Fudge wanting to maintain power in the ministry where, mm. like, so much that he is going crazy. And more specifically, uh, Umbridge and how much, like, everything she does is uh, motivated because she loves power. Like, she doesn't really follow Voldemort. She doesn't really, like, follow any ideology. She has, like, certain things, like, she thinks humans are above other magical beings, but the one thing that she really, 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 really likes is power. She loves that power. She Who can't get enough. Who doesn't like that power, man? She loves it. She's, like, one of those people, like, you know, you ever come across a person that has, like, a little bit of power, and she, like, they fucking love just holding that over you, whether it's, like, saying, well, at GeeklyCon, I tried to go pee in the men's bathroom, and the guy yelled at me. He was probably dumb, and I don't know if that's a or good like, example, you know, but... You hand somebody a clipboard <laughs> at karaoke, and suddenly they're bumping you, and... <laughs> You just power goes straight to people's heads. And clipboards, clipboards are a symbol of power. I, they doesn't, are. doesn't Umbridge and have something Umbridge, yeah, like that? Umbridge has power. Yeah, <laughs> the clipboard. It's true. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that's where we're going to end it. That's it. All right. Well, thank clipboards, you for joining us. Clipboards are power. I'm glad. Does that? <laughs> I was going to say. I just have to sneak into the White House. I'm not doing the NSA. Don't worry about. And break like like take. Trump's clipboard and just break it over my knee and it will explode and his power will be gone. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Do you think he even had, bothers to have a clipboard? I don't think he knows how to write, so probably not. <laughs> oh, sorry. Probably should have Alan no. take that out. Doesn't he... Doesn't he, like, somebody was telling me he obsessively tears up and destroys all of the things he writes, probably because he, like, writes so badly. But then, like, some poor archivist has to go and, like, reassemble them all. Yes, that is true. That is, 100, that is 100% true because yeah. the president is not allowed to destroy things that they've written. Like, it's yeah. it's it's partly because, like, for archival purposes, but also for, like, security purposes. Like, literally someone has to do that. And they're like, please stop doing that. And he still keeps doing it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anyway. 
That's yeah. power. I think at some point, yeah, Dumbledore does say, like, uh, you know, power is wasted on those who seek it or whatever. I don't know if he says it, but kind of like when uh, I think Harry's asking him why he never sought to be minister or whatever, because and he says power is, you know, wasted on people that seek it. And he, uh, Harry's better at it because he was thrust, in, thrust into it and didn't seek it like Umbridge does. Like, basically, her whole career has been based on her just fucking climbing the ladder, just clawing her way on to the top-ish. Just, I'm doing clawing motions. <laughs> do you think, do you think that she actually, do you think that she's like so power hungry? Like, I mean, I think she's a very selfish person, but I don't know. It's, it's weird because I don't think that she thinks she's helping Voldemort, but I, who do you, do you think she's helping someone or do you think it's completely based on her own strength? like desire for power i think it's very selfish like it's not like she she literally has like no care about what is right or what is wrong what is good or bad she just wants power Mm -hmm. so she doesn't care if she is helping people like the malfoys or like the crabs or the crab and goyle and like other people specifically Slytherins, uh, in her pursuit to power because, like, she doesn't care if whatever she's doing or not doing is helping or hurting, um, helping Voldemort's cause or hurting the people that are resisting him. She All she cares about is whatever she's doing is getting her more power. Yeah, like, she seems to be dedicated to Fudge, but that's just because he's the top dog and... I think that she would totally stab his back in a second if she mm-hmm, could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But right now, while she's climbing up, you know, she'll essentially do anything she can to to you know get his agenda passed through. She's bad. She bad. But she's bad. But I don't know. She she is. She's really terrible. I think I think the one interesting thing is that even she's not. She's not really a foil to Voldemort, but I do think it's an interesting way for for JK to show how power can it can corrupt someone or how people can have selfish or bad intentions beyond just being completely evil. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think I think that mm. Voldemort is literally completely evil. Obviously, he wants to get rid of people who aren't of pure blood, blah 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 blah. And you know, for the sake of purity and maybe Umbridge has like the sake of order, but like literally she is following order to the T where she's, I don't know, she she's trying to consolidate her own power, but it's not even really that, it's not that evil. I mean, she's actually harming a child. That is evil. But beyond that, I don't know. But, it, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like people can be evil in their, their struggles for power, regardless of whether it's to like rule over all of, wizard kind or just to be the most powerful person at a school you know mm-hmm. right she isn't necessarily trying she isn't going out of her way to hurt people because she enjoys hurting people Nece- right. i mean she seems to, she might you know she doesn't but, mind hurting people right but the, I, her agenda is not just to to cause bad things to happen it's to do whatever she can to prop herself up right yeah but i think her like hurting Harry with the hand and shit. That's just like another way of her exerting her power. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. She's just like, yeah. She's just not, she doesn't do it. I don't know. If she enjoys, yeah, like you said, enjoys hurting them. But she, 
think she maybe gets off on just being like, yeah, I'm ready to do that. Yeah, oh, for mm. sure. And then, like, also, she's kind of, I mean, I don't know if she genuinely believes whether Voldemort is back or not, but she kind of, I mean, if she does, she's 100% gaslighting Harry, which is like, of course he's not back, you crazy. Like, that's, that's a, like, yeah. whether it's physically or emotionally harming people, she's totally on board with either in order to get ahead and to be, you know, to to try and best every single person in the school. Right. Yeah. And if, if Voldemort did take over, I don't think there'd be a second thought in her head that, you know, she would do everything she could to be on his team. Yeah. Because right. he, he's clearly on the winning side, quote unquote. Yeah. I think she would just do whatever is necessary to, like Fudge is doing, just keep her power. Mm-hmm. Keep that power. Keep it mm. going. Hmm. One man should have all that power. We're not paying Kanye for that song. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's, it's a very short segment. It's fine. But, yeah. Man, people should, shouldn't have power. You know what? I also don't have power. I also don't have power over making Harry stop being a little jerk to every single person. And I wish I did. No one mean. does. No one does. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of people making, like, very bad decision, decisions in this book just because they want to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, check your egos uh, probably Umbridge wouldn't, but fudge. And then maybe things would be better. But no, you gotta keep power. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, Harry wants to have power over his own life, which is good. I don't blame him. But he's also kind of, uh, as a kid, I think that I think that's your eternal struggle as, like, a teenager. And, um, you know, obviously into your early 20s and maybe even your 30s. But, uh as a teenager, you, you struggle with the idea that you want to have control of your own life, but you still do have to kind of listen to people who know better than you. Yeah. Or you do have to be subject to whoever's house you're living in or whoever's rules you have to abide. But Harry's dealing with that and not super well. And I, I mean, in fairness, he does have an evil wizard after him who wants him <laughs> dead, which, you know, and granted, yes. when I was, you know, listening to Linkin Park at, at volumes that my parents did not deem <laughs> acceptable, I did not have a wizard who wanted me dead. Yeah. That you know of. That I know of. That, that I could have. Because I was very angsty. But I mean, <laughs> I was also very angsty. But I mean, we've talked about like the bad power, but there are also people that use their power for good, like the people that are resisting Voldemort, the people that are resisting Umbridge and the fudge, uh, Umbridge slash fudge. I don't know, thing, ministry, abuse thing. Um, like the teachers that are resisting on them and obviously the order that's resisting Voldemort. But there are also those like smaller abuses of power, like Sirius being mean to creature. It's like the one thing Sirius has power over. And instead of using that power for like um, being nice to the house elf that it has served, I guess, your family forever. He is very mean to him. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so there are a lot of different instances of good use and bad use of power and abuse of power in this book. It's a common theme. It's, that is so weird. That's Seems so like strange. a common thread of the series. Huh. Go figure. If you have power over people or things... Be nice to them. Hmm. Be, if you have the use power, your power for a good. Guys. If you have power, tell us about it on Twitter. Guys. <laughs> I, don't, you were say. I don't know if you've... Guys, I just have some words of wisdom to impart upon you. With great power comes great responsibility. Oh. Oh, wow. Just saying. That's neat. But if you have power I'm just, I'm very wise. to get, get us free things, use that power to get us free things. <laughs> <laughs> I will take advantage of that power, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's that's the theme book five 
theme of power, you guys. Yay. Wow. Thanks for telling us to do that, Bajaya. <laughs> Gosh, she's such a bully. Well, we'll see you next week, you suckers. Or will you? You don't Ooh. have power over me. You do. Don't it's I? fine. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for You're a Wizard, Ari. Our editor is Alan Matthews. Podcast art by Jesse Carlton and music by Sean Fagan. Want to help out? Leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Want to get in touch? Email us at potterpod at geeklyinc.com. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. I'm Thrifty Nerd, and these other two are Her Lady Tompkins and Ethnic Ninja. I'll let you figure out which is which. <laughs> recording. I'm recording. I'm recording. I am recording. Michael's in a closet. He's trapped in the closet. closet. Michael's in the closet. This week, we discuss Chapter 15, The Hogwarts High Inquisitor. We discuss power. <laughs> and the battle for the Quizage Cup continues. That was good. It made me laugh. Inquis- <laughs> the way you said Inquisitor, the way you said it sounded like she was like like a villain in a Transformers movie. She's like, she I am the Inquisitor. Inquisitor. I will ask you questions I, until you Vernon, die. And I am the Inquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. Vernon the Inquisitor. We conclude this in one of the episodes because Alan is a master wizard. This is the sauciest of the of the we okay. This is okay. This is the least qualified, most opinionated <laughs> Quizzish Cup we've ever had. We are all the worst at our knowledge, but also the most confident in our <laughs> our, our not even rightness, our our privilege to to speak in these episodes. I just feel it's it feels different. Privilege to win? I don't know. Mm. Our right to maybe whatever it is, but it's all good. It's gonna be good uh, for when we get together at GeeklyCon in uh, a few months, and uh, we just you know go straight for each each other's throats. So Mm -hmm. there you go.